Okay, here's another thing I want to say about Sex in the City 2. Oh, God. Get me out here. We didn't talk about Liza Minnelli. She was in this fucking movie. Yeah, I sidestepped Liza Minnelli. Yeah, I saw a lot of people say, oh, well, it was, you know, it was bad, but at least you had a camp fun Liza Minnelli in it. Nope. I really disliked, yeah, I really disliked every moment of her being around. It was very knowing, very self-satisfied, and I hated that song. Yeah, exactly. What is the exact opposite of Beyonce in in that situation? (laughs) I know. I mean, it was bad enough that it got nominated for Worst Supporting Actress at the Razzies. Did she now? Yes. Sex and the City 2 actually won uh, three Razzies. What a bunch of shit. Worst Actress went to all four of them, which feels a bit... Girl Power. (laughs) Girl Power, they're soulmates, and they get to all share that Worst Actress thing. <laughs> Fucking hell. But they also won God. worst screen couple slash worst screen ensemble. Okay. I guess so they could include guys like Mr. Big and the Spectral Husbands. Britain's scariest dad. <laughs> I mean, he was great. He was fucking great. I love Britain's scariest dad. Um, it also won worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. So well done, it. It was nominated for worst director, worst picture, and worst screenplay. But then there was a little film called The Last Airbender. Oh. That swept all of those. Well, glad we haven't done that one. Yay. Once wants to wake up to find its statues with the same expressions they had yesterday. You can't all be screaming, I have guests coming. I'm Paul Salt. I'm an even less funny Samantha from Sex in the City too. <laughs> oh boy! Thank god this is carrying through. Roll up, roll up. <laughs> Today we shall be discussing a movie I hate, and it's all thanks to Recommendations Month. Oh boy, he's back, he's back, and he's brought all of his friends, <laughs> and by friends I mean more shit films, Legs Eleven, it's Matthew Glad. <laughs> Matthew Gray, a clockwork writer, uh, who sent in this tweet. I woke up this morning thinking, I wonder if those peeps at OGT pod can find the one safe corner of the shit show that is 1999's The Haunting. Or can they? Or are the real ghosts the pools themselves? Hasn't been proven yet, but neither disproven. Nobody's that interested. It's an interesting question, but uh, since we last spoke, Matthew has become a dark, shapeless mass in a haunted house of his own making, absorbing everything in its path. So... Let us know how that's going for you, mate. <laughs> Drop us a line, if you can. If your spectral form can handle the old phone. Yeah. Of your digits. Of your spooky digits. Apple are working on it. Samsung say they're there. I mean, Apple will just buy it from Samsung when they have it figured out, so. Yeah. But where are the blueprints? <laughs> Matthew, if you could just soak. Soak was the verb that came to mind, but I don't know if shapeless masses <laughs> soak their way anywhere. If you can just soak your way over to Korea. If you can just sop your way into things. One soak, then suck. Yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. God. Fuck. We're never, we're never gonna leave it. With <laughs> my life out. is forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> the haunting in the city. Yeah. There once was a house, a bright, happy home. Something bad happened. Now it sits all alone. You don't tell the rats; they're actually in a maze. The 1999 adaptation of Shirley Jackson's novel. But basically a remake of the film by Robert Wise, the director of West Side Story and The Sound of Music. 
Oh. This version is directed by Jan de Bont, who made Twister and Speed 2 Cruise Control. He also <laughs> produced Equilibrium. Yay! <laughs> Did he now? Well. <laughs> Time for the Fright Fest. Paul, you know how in Attack of the Clones, after Hayden Christensen murders all those sand people, Yoda has a kind of vision of him doing it? Or pretends to, anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Well, apparently, in that scene, you can hear Liam Neeson's Qui-Gon fishing, yelling, Anakin, no! Uh, which is very dumb. And unfortunately means that Neeson is a three-man. <laughs> oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Yo. Films are shit, mate. Yes. I don't like it. An actor is fucking <laughs> bizarre and powerful as Neeson deserves better. But let this just be another thing that Luca- Lucas has taken from us. I know. God. Well, this is the thing. We would have gotten to a Liam yeah. Neeson three-man eventually. And by eventually, we just had to pick another film from the last ten years that Liam Neeson did. <laughs> So, you know, we're just getting in there before anyone says it was cool to hate on Liam Neeson. <laughs> we're going right for the haunting. Right in his hauntings. Now, who wants to remember the much maligned segment, Oh, What a Lovely Score? Oh, me, me, me. Quite down, people. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a good thing Goodman packed his shitty stick today. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> beating him off. Can't get enough of it. Today we have Jerry Goldsmith. He did spooky music for Alien, The Omen, Poltergeist, and now The Haunting, 1999. Uh, we should have talked about him when we did The Swarm, uh, but I guess it slipped my mind during the three hours it took to get that thing seen. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, yeah. So he's a two-man. Yes, and he would be a three-man, but apparently his score for Super Mario Brothers was rejected. Oh. No, 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 no. This is not what we're going for at all. Did you go and see Dennis Hopper's makeup test, like I asked? I didn't really have time. Yes, well, it won't do, I'm afraid. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go sober up Bob Hoskins. (laughs) Billy? Billy? Jimmy? Emily? You come with me. (laughs) Got a busy (laughs) evening. (laughs) Fucking hell. It was good enough for Jan de Bont, though. M- many things are good enough for Jan de Bont. <laughs> the second cheapest wine on the menu. Oh, God. Critics came at it like an inexplicably massive flu shaped like a lion's head. Oh. Uh, Lisa Schwarzbaum, which means black tree, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Over at Entertainment Week, which means black tree, I think, <laughs> said the scariest thing about The Haunting is how awful it is. No worse than awful. Oh. Desperate. It's a horror flick afraid of its own audience. As lost in its own geography as the fictional film crew in the Blair Witch Project, but where the disorientation of the Blair Witch kids leads fright lovers to a novel experience of terror and suggests an inventive new direction for the genre, the cluelessness of The Haunting points to the death of spookiness. That's from her review of The Haunting, starring Owen Anderson. <laughs> she's uh, playing hard to get there. <laughs> Hates desperation. Yeah. <laughs> well, get it? He's, she's nagging Owen Wilson. <laughs> hey, how come she got my name wrong? Oh. I need to check this chick out. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's really insulting. Kalinsky, writing for Amazon in a review titled Visual, hmm. uh, says, Let down by some second-rate special effects, this is nonetheless a visual treat. Largely set in a stunningly spectacular house, the film fan who appreciates cinema as an artistic thing will surely be <laughs> captivated by what a viewing of this beautifully filmed ghost story can offer. It's an artistic thing. <laughs> it's an artistic thing. <laughs> 
I love the artistic bits and Bob. It certainly is visual. <laughs> I mean, I saw I it. I love visual films. Although one of my notes says, was this a fucking radio play at some point? <laughs> For reasons we will get into. Oh, it has 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.9 on IMDb, and was nominated for five Razzies. Aw. Shit. So, Paul, you bump in the night. Wow. <laughs> What's one thing about The Haunting that made you want to understand why people act the way they act and feel the way they feel? <laughs> Liam Neeson himself. He had himself one of them cell telephones, didn't he? <laughs> the cellular phonular devices. <laughs> he had to crank it up, but it's very high, high-tech stuff there. A cell uh, telephone. <laughs> Nobody worry. I have this with me at all times. Where's the cord? <laughs> that is the jo- the joyous thing about this telephone. phone. Tellular phone. Tellular megaphone. <laughs> Are you sure you know what this is, Liam Neeson? Yes. <laughs> it's a modular phone upon. <laughs> Suddenly the cigarettes fall out the bottom of it. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, that sounds amazing. Let me just tell you about yeah. the very beginning of the haunting because what my experience was, um, I was what trying to find a good place to watch the haunting. Okay. 1999, because unlike the original Haunting, I don't have it on special edition Blu-ray. Okay, and the toilet was full. And the toilet was full. I was watching it, and it starts up, and if you remember, it starts off with some creepy whispering. Mm. So I turned it up so I could hear the whispering, and then a pop-up ad came up to alert me to some local ladies I might like to have sex with. Okay. And that was genuinely the most scary part of the entire <laughs> film, was that fucking pop-up ad springing up in the opening <laughs> sequence. It was quite a good jump scare Yander Pont has up there. Right, Paul, what happens in Haunting? Oh, there's a scary shot of the mansion, isn't there? Yeah, it's all spooky. Blood Moon. That means all the enemies have respawned. Yeah, exactly. And then there's there's an equally scary shot of an estate in America somewhere. (laughs) Kids are playing outside. Fucking rabble. I really like that this film really gets early on the theme that children are cunts. (laughs) (laughs) Because you've got that little fucker. Eleanor, help me. I gotta pee. (laughs) 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 it's a good thing this film doesn't hinge on us having sympathy for a bunch of kids yeah it's it's it starts basically with um oh what's her name i don't just want to call her nell because i know the name of every other actor in this film and i don't just want to call her nell (laughs) because it would because it would suggest that it would suggest that i didn't really respect her as an actor oh but she was in Um, ransom and and high fidelity conjuring oh was she in high fidelity she, do you remember the woman, the, the the relationship that Rob was in um, after the two of them had broken up with different people and they were just pathetic together? Oh. And then, she, and then she, she breaks up with him because she finds someone else. And then later, Rob goes back. Oh, I don't care. She's I in stop a bad caring. Place. He could have had sex with her, but he doesn't because he wins. It's over. He wins. Good. I really didn't like that film. Now, we are at this stage. The women lose <laughs> in High Fidelity, Paul. We- Rob wins. Excellent. Look, she's getting kicked out of her house, and so she's looking for an opportunity to not get kicked out of her house, and she notices an ad that's for yeah. $900... No, she gets a phone call phone that call. tells her there's an ad for $900 a week to be in a spooky place. No, it's a sleep study, right? Yeah, it's a sleep study. Um, it's definitely about sleep. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> go to a haunt- let's go to a haunted house. It cuts to Liam Neeson. Fuck yeah. He goes off to deliver 58 minutes of exposition to, to his... <laughs> boss yeah after he goes and drinks four liters of fucking caffeine so that he can deliver the the performance that he then (laughs) delivers the only problem with fear is that it's largely become inappropriate and non-adaptive and yet we carry with us these primordial fear responses that do the opposite of what they were intended to do you don't tell the rats that they're in a maze yeah, it's, 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 it's fucking great. And now we know exactly what the film's about. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and and the guy completely unreasonably says, it's not very ethical, is it, Liam Neeson? 
to invite a bunch of people like... to a sleep study and then just scare the shit out of them for solid three days. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. Sorry. You don't understand my science. <laughs> my father was killed by a spook. Anyway. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah. Eleanor arrives at the, um, at the house. Yes. At the spooky house. It is a spooky house. And who's, who's here but Bruce Dern? Bruce Dern! Bruce Dern! <laughs> he jumps out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, I'm not sorry. That's literally the best bit of my day. <laughs> I do it every day. I'm Mr. Dudley, the caretaker. Which leads me to believe that Bruce Dern writes into his contracts that at some point during any film he's in, he needs to say his name and his profession. <laughs> because this is after Bobby LaGrange, the detective. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't want people to get confused by Bruce Dern, the actor. <laughs> anyway, now I've given you a dressing down, please go inside and meet my horrible wife. And she's horrible. Anyway, she she basically says, you know, breakfast is here, dinner is here. We stay well away from the house at night, in the dark. At night. Yes. In the dark. <laughs> with an owl. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was so fucking sure the Dudleys at this stage just leave the house. And then come mm. back at the end of the movie. Like, they had worked out a deal with Liam Neeson to just be away. But no, they're still living in the house. We just never fucking see them again. What? They stay. They're in the house. But then they come to... The, they go back to the house at the end of the film. That's just the morning. They came every day. Oh, yeah. they ca- Okay, yeah. They came every day. Sorry. Yeah, yeah they, they left they leave at, at night. night. Yeah. As, as far as I'm concerned, that whole film happened in one night anyway. I had literally no <laughs> sense of time. Fair enough. It's like it's, Interstellar. Yeah. At this stage, Catherine Zeta-Jones shows up in order to deliver her incredibly contrived first line. Don't worry, I'm not an obsessive packer. It's just asking people to help me schlep this stuff as a cheap and exploitative way of making new friends. They chill out for a bit. And they have a conversation yeah. when none of the lines match each other. I'm supposed to be an artist, but I've been distracted from work by love. You know what I mean? Mm, not really. Hey, don't tell me Boston's different from New York. Oh, you mean you have trouble with commitment? It's hard. When you're the only one at the party, you know what I mean? No. Blank canvas. I could paint your portrait directly on you. Well, I'm sure uh, Boston can't be that different from New York. You have a problem with commitment, don't you? What? I don't... Don't you hate the feeling when you're the only one at a party? You know what I mean, don't you? No. What? Uh, What's (laughs) happening? God, you know, your face. I could paint a portrait of your face onto your face. (laughs) Look. See, I have his gun now. I... (laughs) Shall we just go twirl around in a mirrored room for a bit? <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, I haven't, I haven't studied high keys. <laughs> I haven't, you know, I haven't eaten an apple since 1973. That must be difficult in the state of Vermont. <laughs> Look, Yan, Yann de Bon had been <laughs> seeing a lot of early, a lot of early Edgar Wright and thought yeah. it was clever. He was watching a lot of Goddard <laughs> and liked the idea that two characters <laughs> might have been reading from different pages of the wrong scripts. So yeah, they go, they go, they go and have a lovely natural scene in a spinning carousel mirror room, which won't turn, show up again in the film ever again. And um, yeah, j- just like the uh, just like the hairbrushing scene, which was completely natural and not needed for another scene, just to sort of get something across really awkwardly. Yeah. Also, Owen Wilson yeah. shows up, and that's not at all contrived. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Wilson is never not contrived. He shows up and He's... says "wow" twice within a minute. Okay, obsessive indecision. Wow. And you, let me think. You, I'm going to guess, are a... Get... Don't even start. Wow, you're so dominant. And some other words, but they're really unimportant. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's got a thing for Theo, and he's a, he's a wisecracking Owen Wilson type. And that's great. <laughs> with the cheesiest smile. Then Liam Neeson shows up yeah. with his assistants. And uh, he's, got a, he's got a lovely, lovely experiment to, to, to do on all of them. <laughs> yeah. Definitely about sleep. Yeah, Mary has the worst fucking poker face in the world. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. yes, and will be joining us in this experiment about sleep. 
Isn't that right, yeah. Mary? No, oh, no. I mean, I mean, no. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, no. Anyway, thank, thank you, Mary. So anyway, let me tell you a story about um, a scary story about the house. Oh God! Said Mary. <laughs> I can feel it in the house. I can feel it happen. I can. Ah! <laughs> my face! <laughs> it was my face. I can feel it in this harpsichord. Ah! Ow! I can feel it in this collection of battle axes. <laughs> I can feel it in this barbed wire <laughs> wearing a ginger wig. I can feel it in this barbed wire pit. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with the house. I can feel it through this window. <laughs> no, no, it's not the house. <laughs> Mary's just genuinely right. psychotic. Let's get her to a hospital anyway. Um, <laughs> the, the the gate is still open at this stage. Oh yeah. So they, they so they haven't. Bobby left Lagrange yet. must no, have they, forgotten they, to they, lock they it. They throw her over the gate. It's a birthday. <laughs> they give her the bumps. And she goes all the way over. I can feel the house in this game. <laughs> but she's all right. She's lost an eye probably. But um, <laughs> I feel it in these dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, guys, get her on that gurney. <laughs> it's all right. I'll inject her with 30 cc's of Dimazepam. Stat. <laughs> Dimazepam shouldn't explode. Mary wasn't long for this world. Mary, Mary's gone, and Todd, the other guy, is fucking gone as well. That was Goodbye, his fucking Todd name. Ninety suit. How did you know that? I had him down as mustache. I, because Liam Neeson calls him Todd, and I went Todd. <laughs> That's not a name. Oh fuck me! It's because it's because Todd went. I need a fucking drink. And uh, that's a very Todd thing to say. Todd in a film would say, I need a drink. Then there's a night scene. There's a whole bunch of terror outside. Bunch of knocking. They get very scared. Mm -hmm. Then Owen Wilson shows up with Liam Neeson in order to look around the room. Does that everything's fine? Probably pipes. Only it definitely wasn't pipes because A, we saw the door like slamming really hard open. Wasn't just a noise like it was in the original. A nice ambiguous noise. We saw the fucking door slamming. Yeah. And B, all the fucking statues in her room turned to look at her, and she noticed. There is that, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, this place is fucking haunted, definitely. Well, there are levels of haunt, aren't there? <laughs> Every 18th century manor that I've ever been in has <laughs> twisting statues, gargoyles that come to life, and uh, a portrait of Beast from X-Men on it. <laughs> Every time Nell has to scream for a prolonged time, what's her name, sorry, Lily Allen? <laughs> Lily Taylor? Lily Taylor. Every time she has to scream for a long time, I just find it funny because it's always just a very flat ah, ah yeah. Kevin McAllister style. She didn't get much work after this, did she, Lily Taylor? She's not a scream queen. She's not a. No. She's not your Jamie Lee Curtis. I did actually write down that it was. Uh, I was impressed with the haunting for not having a scream at every single thing, but that might have been why. <laughs> Yan- Yandabon like- went. Oh. Even I have right. to concede this isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> Even me, Yanderbon. <laughs> what was that? Nothing, Owen Wilson. Carry on exactly as you are. Um, yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones turns to Owen Wilson after they, he nearly gets his head knocked off by mm. the lion thing, foreshadowing. Or yeah. not, I don't know. Yep. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones says to Owen Wilson, are you, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. Did you not see that thing? It almost crushed me. Yeah, I saw it. Jeez, I was only asking. Um, are you okay? No. Well, fuck me for asking. <laughs> yeah. Just fuck. Just Jesus, fu- I'm sorry. 
I'm so fucking sorry I took an interest in you. Jesus. Oh, what? I was a little <laughs> spirit. No! We're done. Out. We're fucking done professionally. <laughs> We're fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, you're really going to have to help me with this because for me, in my head, it's just it's one crazy <laughs> night and day of things. Yeah, well, we're look, just, they just find... Various things of Lily Taylor constantly going... I saw it. I saw it this time. What did you see, Lily Taylor? I saw a t- sandwich in the sky, <laughs> and he's talking a, to me. A CGI sandwich oh. in my hair. The next thing that happens is they find the sign that says Eleanor, welcome home, or something like that. Oh and yeah. Everybody's okay. like, oh. And then later on, fucking Liam Neeson says, "It's all right. The Dudleys have cleaned it up." Which, I'm sorry, just the fucking image of Bobby Lagrange and that chick cleaning <laughs> up that giant fucking sign that was written in fifty foot letters really yeah. tickled me. Oh. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Bobby Lagrange. We've got to get it finished before the dark in the night. When it's oh. dark. I hate you, wife. <laughs> what time is the show on tonight? In the dark. <laughs> well, oh. we better hurry. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the real reason she wants to get back at night. <laughs> show tunes. I've got to get in. Time's for, time for Love Island. Nell goes into the basement and finds a book. She blows the dust off of it, but the dust doesn't fucking move an inch, so she then has to brush the dust with her hand. She has no breath, does Nell. God, she's got nothing, has she? <laughs> Poor she Lily Taylor. She up the enthusiasm to blow some dust off a thing. Oh, it's a registry of various children who have died in the property under Hugh Grain's stewardship. Yes. Hey, it happens. Kids, eh, they fucking die sometimes. Kids die! It's really hard to do the opposite, to just... Have you ever met a kid who's like grown into adulthood? I haven't. And she she then goes up to Catherine Zeta Jones's room at two a.m. and and yeah. just starts talking about literally anything other than her important <laughs> discovery, just to just to really hammer home the fact that she's fucking mental. <laughs> it's the blood. It led me to the bookcase. <laughs> uh huh. She says as she reaches for every gun that was ever made. <laughs> so she said, "Go go to sleep." And then is this the point when the CGI guy swims up under her duvet? Yeah. To, to say, Eleanor. It's connected Eleanor. to the point. It is connected to the point that the ghost turns her hair into CGI, which is obviously very distressing. Yeah, she's brushing her hair. Oh, that's a good thing they pointed that out in the beginning that she likes to brush her hair. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, <sighs> At this stage, everybody thinks she's having a, uh, a mental breakdown. She swears she, she's not by telling a haiku. Uh, she goes into his office and finds a tape recorder. And luckily, Neeson had left it at the exact right spot so that she could press play and hear that he's actually conducting a fear experiment on them all. It's all very scientific at this stage. This is when she decides that she's not making it up. She goes back to her room and has a bit of an e- expri- exposing things. Mm-hmm. Ex- expositionally. Yeah. Um, finds a creepy book. It turns out Hugh Crane, the guy who built this house, was the um cowardly lion from The Wizard of Oz. Yes. I'm gonna build this house for all the children. I just need you to do one thing. Talk me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Kenneth Williams there at the end. He played he played the cowardly lion. <laughs> you all know it. She finds a skeleton in the fucking fireplace and it goes, Bleh! and they go, Bleh! And she goes, <laughs> ah, 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 everyone, ah. She finds some more people, yeah. probably Owen Wilson and Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> she sees the, the, the lady of the house hanged herself from, from yeah. the bridge. And, and they're like, what, what do you see? What do you see? I see rainbow ghosts <laughs> from my own face. <laughs> okay. This is, this is it. We've really had enough of this. We're fucking having enough of this. My next note is the ghost punches her. <laughs> <laughs> 
which happens when she tries to open a door and a big fist just comes out and punches her across oh, the room. Oh, yes, of course. Because this is now Looney Tunes. In the original Haunting, we had a stretching door. And in this, yeah. we had a big old CGI golden fist. <laughs> in the original Haunting, horror derives from a door that wasn't cl- that wasn't open, now being open. But here yeah. it's better because big fist. It's like we're literally punching the audience with um, their own expectations. What is that accent, Yanderbont? <laughs> is that Yanderbont? <laughs> It's not not Yandabon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fuck's sake! Um, it, was, it was a child. She's she's realised now after going in that carousel yeah. room that was foreshadowed so well that she yeah. is the granddaughter of the second wife of Hugh Crane, Beast yeah. from X Men. <laughs> she has up at top of staircase, and Liam yeah. Neeson looks at this staircase she- that's ricketing and shaking. And licks his lips as if to say, mm. oh, good, an action sequence. I can do this. <laughs> no fucking idea what the rest of this was, but something I can perilously dangle off of. Fabulous. His mobile phone, his old Nokia 3210, <laughs> smashes on the floor unrealistically. Oh, Jesus. Owen Wilson, luckily, that. is there in order to point out. You're not going to hold your weight there. It's breaking apart. And this is the point when I wrote the note. Is this a fucking radio play? I, th- I thought you meant from all the... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, it's from every character literally saying, oh, there was something spooky in here. Look, it's moving over there. Oh, okay. Watch out, Bobby Lagrange. The whole thing collapses and they're, they're left standing on the top yeah. of the the top of the platform. In the next scene, they're, they're off that. They just come down again somehow that we're not sure. Yeah. Next scene. If there was another way up there, maybe you should have fucking taken it up there. They put her in bed. The bed all closes up on her with spiky bits. Owen Wilson points out, Come on, gotta get her out of here. Fucking great. They rescue her. <laughs> she points out that she's actually yeah. the descendant of Hugh Crane, or, or Hugh Crane's wife. I don't know. I guess she's a descendant of him because they they fucked, didn't they? So yeah, she's. <laughs> that's what happens. The gate is locked. They and Owen fucking Luke Wilson tries to break down the gate, but doesn't manage to do it. Yeah. Almost dies. It's yeah. at this stage, whilst they're f- fucking trying to wrestle him out of the car, that it, Eleanor thinks to ask um, the doctor, "Why did you call me and get me to look at your ad?" Ad. Hmm. Oh no, yeah, I did. I did have an ad, but call. Oh yeah, maybe I do. No, I, no, I didn't. No, call was the one to shout suspiciously. Yeah. Therefore, the house invited her. Yeah, the house invited her. Oh, she's got to go back in and save the children now. Yeah. She does that. She goes in, and all the others go. Oh no, we better go in and get her. I guess. And 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 no one, no one says why. <laughs> I think Owen Wilson says something to the effect of maybe she wants to get lost. I'm with Owen Wilson at this stage. Owen Wilson's final few fucking moments on this world spent just, first of all, smashing a painting. <laughs> yes. And then he gets his egg kicked off by a ghost. Yeah, by a ghost. Gets it bit right off by an angry metal lion. <laughs> so he's he's dead and... There's a big scary explosion. Yeah, well... Oh, ah, spooky! This guy, the Hugh Crane, who's been sort of manifesting in, in the walls and the ceilings of the house, is now a big bloody ghost. Yay! Spooky. Is it her anxieties made flesh? No, it's ghost. Ghost mate. Yeah, Lily Taylor stands up and goes... I'm here to save the children and stop you now. She talks it to death. She goes all goes all roomy and weepy-eyed and uh, goes, oh, I can't fucking stand this. <laughs> yeah. Fucking women, am I right, mate? Yeah. God, I'd rather have yeah. the kids than the birds. Oh, Rami, second wife. <laughs> down, down mine with thee. Fuck this, I'm going to hell. So he goes off to hell. The kids trap him in a, in a wall and then, yeah, she's dead. She's dead, but she goes to heaven. Don't worry, it's not a bad ending. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Bobby Lagrange shows up and is like, what are these sluts at the lake done now? <laughs> yeah. And Liam Neeson just ignores him. <laughs> and that's that's the end of the film. I really don't care about your opinion of me or, or my <laughs> actions. You're fucking beneath me. I never have. Never fucking have, Bruce Dunn. You mean, you mean <laughs> Mr. Dudley? 
Sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then and then it's the end of the <sighs> film, and then the fucking carousel music plays over the end credits. Fantastic. I don't think I actually stuck around that long. I think I closed the window during the zoom out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> Paul, I'm going to make a controversial statement here. Go ahead. This irritated me more than Sex in the City 2. Okay. I know it's shorter, wow. which is in its favor. Yeah. But, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sex in the City 2 was pissing all over the legacy of something that I was familiar with for a week. Okay. And was doing it quite effectively, I will admit. But this not only pisses all over the original film, and I assume the original source novel, I've not actually read it. Maybe this is closer to it. Than... It's not. <laughs> it mentions Owen Wilson. Wow, says <laughs> the fucking Luke. Pete guy. Luke. Pete guy Luke. Yeah, this just, it not only pisses all over this fabulous story and this very creepy original film, but kind of the entire horror genre. Yeah. It's, the characters have lost all of their charm and their nuance. Especially Dr. Marrow, who's such a fucking firecracker in oh, that original God, he's film. incredible. I asked you to watch the film before yeah. um, uh, before the remake, incidentally. What did you make of it, the original? Oh, it was it was great. It's it's one of those Yay. it's one of those movies now that has so many of its its, its tropes have been parodied ruthlessly, like the yeah. the, the voiceovers and the sort of the the, the stings and yeah and 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 things like that. But the dialogue and the dynamic between the characters is yeah. perfect. Oh, the dialogue the, is so good. <laughs> the dialogue is is some of the best that I've heard in all of cinema. It makes oh, Quentin wow. Tarantino look like fucking <laughs> E.L. James. <laughs> knows my name. Mr. Madame Nelly could have said any of us. It knows all our names. Did you write it? Please tell me. I won't be angry or anything. I, I, I just want to know so that maybe it was only for a joke to, to frighten me. You know none of us wrote it, baby. She's lying. I could swear she did. Easy, easy. I clear breakfast at 10 o'clock. Yes, I want to write your name anyway. No? I said lunch at Because I didn't wait to have breakfast with you. That's, That's the why. way I agreed to. You're way out, baby. You don't know Theo as I'm beginning I to. I clear up Mrs. at Duffy, 10. Mrs. please. Nobody blames you for being upset. It's ten o'clock. Oh, why me? Why should I be the one chosen? Maybe something in the house finds you a kindred spirit. Maybe thinks you have more understanding and sympathy than the rest of us. Hmm. Maybe, of course, you wrote it yourself. Oh, sure. I'm just the kind who want to see my name scribbled all over this foul house. Well, it's one way to attract attention, isn't it? You think I like the idea I'm the center of attention? Why are you all done up in that new hairstyle? You are the one who suggested I change my hair! How dare you! How dare you! Can't you see, Eleanor? Theo's just trying to get a rise out of you so you won't be frightened anymore. Just just these amazing throwaway lines like, well, I'm a simple man at heart, easily pleased by the best of things. It's <laughs> and, and just the, the, the conversation that they have um, when they're yeah. discussing the, the paranormal and mm. um, explaining it, it could be explained away by sunspots or, or earth tremors and, and things like this. The, the back and forth that goes on between them, it yeah. properly gets across every one of their characters within, yeah. within a couple of lines. Um, and it everyone so is, well is played. cool as fuck. Julie Harris as Eleanor. Maybe I am insane. The night my mother died, she knocked on the wall, and I didn't come. Eleven years of looking in on her after every small noise. But that night, my back hurt and my hands wasn't fair. We we could have afforded a laundress. I ought to have brought her the medicine I always did before. But this time, she called me, and I never answered. Is that how a normal person acts? Yes. Yeah. It plays this fabulously unhinged character who just goes yeah. from sort of um, pleasant smiles to utter madness in a heartbeat, but convincingly. Yeah. Theo is a much more interesting and kind of sometimes malevolent pre- presence. Claire Bloom as Theo, she's fabulous, but 
As I was yeah. saying, Richard Johnson as Doctor John Markway. This was he the voiceover at the beginning. Yes, he was. Okay, yeah, he, he yeah he says. Hugh Crane left Abigail with a nurse and went to England, where he died in a drowning accident. Marvelous. Because it's, it's like this is great. It's going to make my yeah. haunting study so much better. It's so good, man. And <laughs> the thrust of haunting 1963 is that the spirits can't hurt you physically, but the fear itself is enough. Yeah. And so you've got this this whole web of paranoia and um, sort of psych- psychological terror. Mm. And as I heard that line, I just thought of the harpsichord string that unravels itself and lashes uh. whatever a fucking name is in the face. And I, and yeah. I went, oh yeah, no, this is a completely different film, isn't it? <laughs> There's no ambiguity in no. Yanderbont's film, as there isn't in most of Yanderbont's films. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't much ambiguity I mean, I- going on in Twister. Maybe the real Twister is within us all. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say, sorry, just some of the shots in the original Haunting is oh, superb. And yeah. anything revolve anything involving anything involving the revolving staircase <laughs> camera with yeah. the maid the, the helper going up at the beginning or if following oh, yeah. that um following Julie Harris up at the end. Yeah. And the hanging. It just unreal. It the stretching like... the stretching door just Oh, oh my man. god. It feels like they were determined that they wanted to use every trick in the book to scare people. Both films did yeah. this and in the case of Robert Wise, the tricks he had were cinematography, angles, lighting, mm. sort of German expressionist use of shadow. Yeah, he's using every trick he has access to to spook out the audience. Mm. Yandermont's doing the same, but his tricks are worse. It's a his shittier are... box of tricks. <sighs> yeah, it's constant noise. There was yeah. constant noise in the remake. The soundtrack doesn't fucking let up a second. Yeah. Or it fucking, what do you call it, modulated kid voices of just... Oh, uh... oh, oh, oh. The, the, the CGI oh. is ridiculous. The CGI, CGI isn't scary. Even yeah. good CGI. Like, The Conjuring 2 had good CGI, but it was still... That's not the spooky bits of it. it it's definitely the spaces in between the words, isn't it? It's what you can't yeah. see. It's what's suggested. Yes. And you've got... As soon as you've got a big golden fist coming out and going, <sighs> Come here! <laughs> it's, it's, like a it's fucking just like Zelda lost, villain. It permeated the rest of the film. It, it's from the first thing. It's let's go look at a statue and talk out yeah. loud about about what they all mean. I'm Lily uh, Taylor, and I know this for some reason. Yeah. And then the, the the conversation they have at the dinner table, she immediately confesses her history with her mother. And in yes. the original, it takes the entire film for even yeah. the smallest confession that She's she lying kind of wanted the her whole to thing. Die. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just no mystery. It's just everything is unloaded <laughs> on you. With every, there's no nothing is earned. Nothing yeah. is is sort of sought after it's like oh you asked me a question then i should tell you everything <laughs> here's my backstory here's the note that the director gave me again to compare the two mm. there's there's one bit where in the original theo accuses uh nell of wanting to be the center of attention yeah and it's it's a very sort of veiled dig at her and but also also amazingly um the doctor, Richard Johnson, yeah. says, don't you see what she's doing? She's trying to distract you so you won't be scared anymore. And it's, <laughs> and it's just ama- this amazing, like, <laughs> layered, horrible situation. Yeah. But in, in, in this, Catherine Zeta-Jones says the exact same thing after the, the letters are d- daubed yeah. on, the, on the wall. But it means nothing. Because you Nell know, in the original did. You know, she hates you. Yeah. Throughout the whole thing, what she says for the most part is, something is finally happening to me. Mm. You know, it, this is this is a horrible situation I'm in, but it's happening to me. You know, I'm special. Yeah. And that's her big thing. And this, it's something to do with the kids. 
But only exposure to kids early on is that fucking horrible nephew that she has. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck kids. Yeah. Fuck kids, basically. (laughs) I did read that um, Stephen King was involved in this at one stage, and it did feel to me quite a lot of this Mm. was scary in a Stephen King way, because I don't know if you ever saw that Shining miniseries, because, you know, famously Stephen King hated Kubrick's The Shining, potentially for being too nuanced. And um, he made a TV show adaptation that he was heavily involved in that was going to be The Shining his way. And it sucks. It sucks because it has things like the fucking hedge monsters coming alive. We didn't even mention Mm. that there's a moment where a a fucking metal griffin comes to life and rars at fucking Nell in this. (laughs) Until she hits it with a fire poker and then it just stops. Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't die, it just stops. It just goes back to, I'm I'm a thing now again. (laughs) Oh, you're mean. I don't like being uninanimate. <laughs> Back to statue for me. But yeah, the, the, the Stephen King fingerprints on this. There's things like that because, you know, he, he thinks a, a, a sentient car is spooky. I'm sorry, mm. Stephen King, but you're not a frightening man. You can write really good stuff. But I just, mm. if if the new It movie has proven anything to me, it's that you have quite a good sense of character and small town settings. Mm. But you, we are not on the same page in terms of horror. Some of the cheesiness is left in this because the tagline to the movie is apparently a hangover from his script. And the tagline is, yeah, yeah, the tagline is, some houses are born bad. And that's such a shit line. That's so dumb. I know. Dumb is the word that came back to me again and again with this film. Every time there was a jump scare or some snappy response or every time Owen Wilson came on screen. Yeah. It was just, this is a dumb, dumb, dumb film, Paul. (laughs) What a silly film. And it's a dumb, smelly film. It frustrates me because horror is so much about nuance and about atmosphere and about subtlety. And I really dislike horror films that forget that. And this film seems to flaunt it. There's nothing scary about constant noise and roaring and a big CGI dude. No. Otherwise, Transformers would be the most frightening things on earth. Well, oh, just even even with the the end credits being the the carousel music. I mean, what is that trying to suggest? Jokes on you, no refunds. Style must, yeah. <laughs> like, why do you put carousel music at the end of your horror film, Yanderbont? Oh goodness, because because that was suggested it was done with a sort of wry self awareness. There was none of um, which. No, cabin in the woods is maybe what yeah. that would have been at the end of. Yeah, but then Joss Whedon isn't a hack. No. Having said that, I think we should probably do our brief and talk about the things that we actually did like about this here fella. Quick fire. Quick fire. Quick fire. Um, I did like that opening shot with the with the blood moon and the dark, the dark house just slightly mm. silhouetted. We don't get a full look at it. That was my it's first. Subdued. That was my first thing actually. It was a cool. wordless panning over the mist and mansion before the title. It God, was... it would have been so easy and in character to have like Nell's opening narration. Some stories yeah. begin with a magical land. Other stories. <laughs> oh fuck off. I mean, that kid is the absolute fucking worst. Oh, fuck in me. In the beginning of this movie. It's like something out of Matilda. I don't know if you've seen the window to Aphex Twins window liquor. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. R- yeah. Remind me of those faces. I see you mean the video to Aphex Twins window liquor rather than. You said the window to window to Aphex Twins window liquor. I was thinking about the word window liquor and. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I like how... to imagine the end of my sentence at the beginning of it. <laughs> I just think our times have changed. <laughs> Oh, hang on a minute. You're not thinking of um, Come to Daddy. No, I'm thinking of Window Licker. 
<laughs> when they've all got his face on all the women. That's, yeah. That, yeah, but on the women in Window Liquor. In, in Come to yeah. Daddy, the kids have his face. And yeah, they go smash of, up a ground. Yeah, but I thought of Window Liquor. Okay, fine. Look, we all thought about Apex Twin. The specifics, <laughs> unimportant. Oh, Virginia Madsen's in it and great. She's a two-man now because of Highlander 2. Um, but she oh, shows yeah. up here in what feels like a hint towards Candyland, maybe. But yeah, she's okay. the um, bitchy kind of parent who, I've got to say, she's not as bitchy as the woman from the original, which again is no. everything dialed back. But um, yeah, yeah, still convincingly awful, which I like. The, I thought that Liam Neeson's expository chat with his boss, there were some provocati- provocative questions in there about recalibrating Ooh. fear and understanding it. But yes. the delivery of it all was so bad. <laughs> by coffee fucking driven <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah. No, you're right, and it doesn't really come up again, this idea that fear is at one stage a useful thing, but in current days has been attached to the wrong sorts of things. Um mm. maybe if it had been more about Eleanor's social anxieties, like with the mm. rest of the group, like the original one was. Yeah. You know well, This is the amazing thing that <laughs> if you're gonna do a film about um the usefulness of fear, still just make it a psychological horror. Don't- yeah. Not a fucking ghost movie. There's a head on a spy kid's bad. The house is beautiful outside and in. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fucking extravagant is the thing. They really have. With the interior of the house, no one would live there. It's a fucking (laughs) madhouse. In the original, there's some plausibility there. That, yes, this looks Mm. like a sort of stately manor. In this, nope, it's um, Jan de Bont's crazy house. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a skeleton behind that cupboard. Striking, it's memorable. Oh, it, it, I mean, it looked great. I mean, yeah, what it, if, if this if this were a sort of surrealist piece, <laughs> you know, if this was in Crim- Crimson Peak, then you, you yes, you, but it's not. It's in the haunting. But <laughs> it, it looks it looks great. Bruce Dern's entrance from screen left. His what do you want? <laughs> it was great. Like they contemporized Mr. Dudley's assholishness quite well. And <laughs> oh yeah, because in the original he's a sort of old-fashioned farmer type. Yeah, you city folk. <laughs> Come down here. With your gay dances. <laughs> your big ideas and bigger knobs. Well. <laughs> I'll tell you something for free. We don't have that in the country. <laughs> don't need it. it. Yes, and speaking of when, I mean, I really did prefer the performance of the um, original woman playing Mrs. Dudley. So there won't be anyone around if you need help. I understand. We couldn't hear you. In the night. Do you have any idea when Dr. No Mark- one could. No one lives any nearer than town. No one will come any nearer than that. I know. In the night. In the dark. Because Hmm. she keeps smiling at everyone, really menacingly. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, I am being friendly, but just fair warning, I'm not fucking coming near this house after after dark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for love nor money. You're on your own. (laughs) Oh, you couldn't fucking force me, mate. (laughs) But um, in the scene where Lily Taylor is imitating her kind of shittily, Hmm. I did like the sassiness of Hmm. Lily Taylor. She gets a sort of impish yeah. smile on her face before she does it. Mrs. Dudley also looks a bit like Michael Shannon. So, <laughs> good good on her. I won't come out here again. Not in the dark. <laughs> Not in the night. I will find him! <laughs> um, I'm, what, what, what's wrong with Owen Wilson's face? He, he broke his nose. I think it was an <sighs> skateboarding accident. I don't mean seriously. Like, Oh, okay. I've seen Owen Wilson in things. I've seen him in some Wes Anderson's. Yeah. In this, every moment he's on screen is hilarious. Oh, yeah. See how my old pal Theo's doing. Doing or wearing? Yeah, no kidding. Did you see what she had on yesterday? Wow. And I want to know why. (laughs) Why is he... Because, like, 
There's literally anything he does when he's looking spooked out and staring around with his big old wet eyes mm. and when he's smiling with his weird little tiny smile in the middle of his face. It's beautiful. His eyes light up. <laughs> he looks like so it, funny. He looks like a jug. It's just Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because every line that he, that was in that he had in the script was the exact same line and it was meant to be said with the exact same I swear to god thrust. they just told him to improvise. Oh wow, I'm a cheeky chappy. One of his old <laughs> One of his old wows comes right at the, right at the end when um he's just gotten out of the car that nearly killed him. <laughs> and I swear to God, it's on purpose because he's not even in focus, but in the background, you just hear him go. <sighs> it's it's a nervous tick, clearly. I mean, he's he's not he's not the <laughs> happiest of this, men. Does he do this in other films? There's a YouTube compilation of Owen Wilson wows. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch that with great enthusiasm. I would, as you're speaking. Yeah, God, I would dub that out of my film. <laughs> And they just play it solidly over the credits. All the wows you cut, you, <laughs> you cut out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because I'm Jan, I'm Yander Bond, and the end credits mean nothing. <laughs> now I've written CZJ for every time I wanted to write Catherine Zeta Jones, yeah. and it is the hardest thing in the world to not say Sarah Jessica Parker. So I'm just <laughs> going to say Sarah Jessica Parker from now on. No I'm one, not, will, no one, can, I'm not being paid for that. This. Sarah Jessica Parker's cries of glee as they're walking <laughs> into the distance on a tour of the house. It's yeah. Great. She's like. Gollum, who's just caught a fish, she's <laughs> full of so much joy <laughs> as it happens, and it feels like a real, real emotion. What a well joy! Done. What a love! Oh, um, I really like the idea of Liam Neeson's story time. <laughs> he just kind of settles in yeah. to tell this tale of Hill House. Sit down, everyone. It's some exposition time. <laughs> I've got a tale to tell you. One day, some shit bags came for my daughter. <laughs> Put them right. The end. Go to bed. It happened three times. Each time worse than the last. Each time a little bit more racistly. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I do it again. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Bobby Lagrange, the detective. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Yander Bond should start all of his films. Just each person standing up in their best accent. Saying their name and profession. <laughs> Slash role in the film. Liam Neeson racist. <laughs> The line, okay, obsessive indecision. Wow. <laughs> Fucking yes, Owen Wilson. Makes. Oh, God. We need to do, like, actors who are known for, like, a single syllable. Like Keanu Reeves, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves, whoa. Owen Wilson, wow. I feel like we've got someone just, eh. I don't know who it is, but um, I feel like it's someone. you got Michael Shannon, who's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's less than a syllable. Jim, you got Jim Broadbent? <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, you've got Jimmy Stewart, mate. Do you, Jimmy Stewart? Oh. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> What's the Paul Giamatti sound? It's not a sound. It's all the it's, Paul Giamatti yeah, sound. Exactly. It's Paul Giamatti. It's not a sound. It's <laughs> it's a full name. In the bin, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Get in there. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Oh, okay. An actual creepy moment. Um, When she's running around seeing someone else's face in the mirror that's quite creepy oh, yeah. and the chick they picked had quite a creepy face he does some weird smiling that was spooky bad. that's some spooky yeah, stuff that's a bad a bad sight <laughs> the, the again the exchange between owen wilson and liam neeson that there are some good hallways that way how's this one mm, not bad it was a ni- nice little exchange it was kind of <laughs> silly it was i fucking loved um luke versus painting as i've written it when he just fucking loses his shit and starts smacking a painting with a candlestick. Son of a bitch! Ah, damn you! Ah, Luke! Ah, go! 
really bad. Ah, ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm take, smashing take this that. painting. Wow. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, speaking of the paintings, we... they were fucking amazing. <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer's beast, and then there's that one of his <laughs> face melting. The, We've got this the, Dorian Gray situation. The Francis Bacon one. That's clearly the um. What's the one of the Pope? Oh, Popey Wopey by Francis Bacon. That's one. Yeah. That's a fucking Pope, everyone. <laughs> oh fuck, there's a really funny bit. Um, speaking of um, figures appearing in sheets and such. Yeah. There's a billowing curtain behind Eleanor, and at one stage it billows up, and just before it goes off the bottom of the screen, Crane's face appears in it and goes, <gasps> <laughs> It's really funny, just him falling out of frame, going, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I'll get you, bad <laughs> Damn kids. The kids turning it into like a creepy, upset face, the statues. Mm possibly one of the funniest things i've seen in a very long time <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah that was so fucking funny and i really hope that some prop guy got to keep the fucking terrified kid faces from the <laughs> from the paneling <laughs> when he takes a date home he's like, hey great can i can i get your coat yeah i'll, uh, I'll just have a <laughs> <laughs> look oh, i'm really wondering that was gonna get you look i'm really enjoying this blowjob could we move this to a different room? No. Uh, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not since the faces came in. <laughs> it's been too long. It's been since 1999. I'm Yanderbond. All right, cool. There's a really nice moment where um, Sarah Jessica Parker reaches for the ledger that Nell's holding and she instinctively draws back. It's a it's a nice, really natural moment. Okay. Yeah, that, that was, it was just a really cool bit and it, immediately got across like the dominance of Theo and the submissive nature of Nell all in one little moment. I did like uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones' performance as um, Theo. I feel like I just wanted to see more of it and have her maybe acting a little more unpredictably because after a few initial sort of provocative statements that sort of put Nell in her place, because her job in the script is to be the opposite of Nell. She's there to be, you know, cool assertive fashionable and sexual in yeah. all of the ways that eleanor isn't yeah. um and we, uh, you know after those first few scenes she's basically just the support role she's the one who runs after nell when she goes running out of the room and you know wants yeah. to make sure she's okay there's none of that antagonism anymore yeah she just kind of ends up as the person to stand next to liam neeson doesn't she yeah but that's not Catherine zeta jones's fault and i think she captures oh, no, something no. of the spirit i mean i i really think that nell played the the weepy baby dear mess of a person quite well I, I it's a different take terribly written and directed yeah because she didn't have the spitefulness that the original um actress mm. had the sort of um well fuck you then yeah yeah anyway i'm having a such a nice time don't fucking touch me <laughs> don't fucking touch me don't fucking touch me you know she's much more of a sort of patient figure and i think the only problem with that is it really she has trouble selling it when she needs to scream the guy back into the painting yeah. well i'm here now granddad uh... <laughs> Yeah. I'm home, and this is my home. <sighs> and it's like, oh, this is so lame. The the exchange between Owen Wilson and Liam Neeson of "You brought us here to scare us." Is that it? Yes, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I meant to make this point during the plot. I love the fact that Liam Neeson. It's like, I'm sorry, I lied to you all. This is actually a study of fear and mass hysteria, but I'm cu- putting a stop to it now because you're all afraid and hysterical. Well- <laughs> <laughs> um. Liam Neeson, award-winning scientist, <laughs> leaves his dictaphone on a fucking table. This wasn't the plan. I didn't have a plan. <laughs> Didn't even know the meaning of the word. I just had caffeine. 
<laughs> you got any more coffee? Um, the 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 last thing, the photographs that Carolyn of, of Carolyn that was like that flip book. Oh of yeah, her yeah, Pointing yeah. to the fireplace, it was crap. But that kind of thing freaks me the fuck out. Like yeah, else. we've discussed that before. Yeah, it's there's something spooky about a photograph. The idea of it being mm. just frozen in time, and you know, the thing that freaks me out is the idea of seeing something that you mm. didn't notice before in a photograph. Just so much menace in it. The idea that yeah. it was always there. You know, always there right from the beginning, but nobody noticed it. That's yeah, ugh. And you know, now they've caught the Golden State Killer, the Golden State, um, the East Area Rapist slash Golden Bridge, yeah. Golden State. Uh, anyway, the, the yeah. big guy in America, the original Night Stalker. Um, they've caught him now, and they reckon that they've gone back through town hall meetings where they gave out sort of mm. defense tips against this guy and how to stay safe on the streets. And they reckon that they've they can see oh. him in one of those pictures. He attended those oh, meetings. Man. That's fucked. That up. is some fucked up shit. <laughs> well done, the haunting. <laughs> That's a good one to end on. All right, how about that OGT? Well, if you're speaking about that OGT, but... baby beard media said, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's mom upside down. And they're Australian. Oh. There you go. It's all She's, about the mum. We love Lily Taylor, they said. <laughs> Nell, also known as mom. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And uh, Blokebusters podcast, uh, Blokebusters said, to be fair, the dispatch of Mr. Wilson is actually kind of cool. The only character that people could really want to watch gone so fast. A bold move. Want to watch in a, <laughs> in a, in a S- very... Star exploding way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a car crashing into an elephant kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I hope I don't go blind. <laughs> Anything else? Thanks, OG team. Yay, OG team. All right, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Well, first of all, just the original Haunting. Okay. It's yeah. so much better. You've got to go watch that. Yeah. Um, we also, I think, referenced uh, Crimson Peak, unless I cut it out. So go watch Crimson Peak because <laughs> it's big scale horror in a spooky house that's very orna- mm. innately decorated and over the top, but it's good. Mm. Um, what's your... What's your actual one better thing? Um, well, the issue being that the 1999 haunting veered madly away from the psychological elements, despite it being a psychological experiment about fear, and it was st- stupider and funnier for it. So yeah. for a, a modern movie that really, really digs into the tension of being trapped in a house you don't understand, I'm going with Don't Breathe. Yes. Directed by Fede Alvarez. Three kids try robbing a blind old man's house, but fail to realise that that blind old man was Stephen Lang from Avatar. <laughs> he uses his military training and his disability to his advantage, ultimately changing the rules of the game. It's tight, it's tense, and kind of gross. Okay, my film, my spooky horror film, I decided to fixate on the idea of a woman who is experiencing a creepy haunting, which is actually a manifestation of her anxieties. And for that, we've gone to the Persian language uh, horror film, uh, written and directed by Iranian-born Babak Anvari, it's Under the Shadow, hmm. uh, which is set in 1980s uh, Tehran during um, the big war that they had out there. I forget which one. One of these many wars that they have there. Yeah, probably the rev- revolutionary one. Indeed. And this is a woman who is out there. She's tried to return to her studies, but can't because she's a woman. And the society there has just become more oppressive than it was in previous times. Mm. It's reverted somewhat. So she's stuck at home with her kid. Her husband is off fighting in the war. Just They're just kind of waiting for news as to whether or not he's been killed. And to make matters worse, a bomb lands in the ceiling um, right above their house. And from there, it's a very, it's a fairly familiar Western narrative of a haunted house movie. There's a weird thing. It keeps appearing to them at night. There's some really spooky visions. Um, a weird sort of hijabed ghostly figure. He's appearing mm. in the house, and there's vague 
indications that it actually represents you know the patriarchal oppression that she experiences i don't know it's just a really spooky film with some really good scares in it and some real anxiety made manifest through this uh, spectral figure cool have to check it out yeah definitely it's really good yeah that's the one better thing the one better thing okay thanks everyone how can everyone find out all the stuff cool facebook twitter youtube uh ogt pods always itunes stitcher podbean these are all the places <laughs> that you can find ogt the podcast and uh if you really want to do us a solid please 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 write a review or recommend it to a friend mm. you know either one of the two yay those of you who do both get a special poem from paul salt yeah, yeah. roses are red thanks <laughs> it'll be better than that slightly that's just a taste of kind of magic that awaits you fuck yeah i keep saying ye i think it's the horror <laughs> sort of old it just seems natural to say oh ye it's, it's all stage. over the place in the haunting uh-huh. oh there's a ghost up ye <laughs> ye beware of the ghost <laughs> i'm bruce dunn <laughs> ye be I'm bruce ye be bruce dunn aye from the old country <laughs> the old country of bruce dunn yeah <laughs> Oh, call Bruce Dern there. <laughs> That's why they fucking have to say what their thing is every time. Oh, shit. I'm Bruce Dern the carpenter. I'm Bruce Dern the dentist. <laughs> Open wide. <laughs> <laughs> is that Bruce Dern's this fucking noise? Nah. <laughs> I think so. That's another one to add to the, o- the OGT annals. <laughs> it fucking sucks in there, guys. Don't go in. If they were able to do a tour of the OGT mansion... They'd just, they'd just fucking skirt right on past that. One little kid would open it and get sucked into a, to a magical sort of nightmare, nightmarish land where uh, only a day passes in the real world, but 17 years uh, goes by on the other side. Wow. <laughs> the, Jim, the Jim Broadbent one was never ending. Infinite broadbent in the annals. It's like that fucking scale that Hans Zimmer uses. It constantly feels like it's getting louder, but also quieter. Is that wah, wah. E- Edith Piaf in Jim Broadbent's <laughs> noise? <laughs> you didn't you? No. We haven't got a noise for Christopher Nolan, and I think that says a lot about his oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, that's Julia Roberts' noise. You don't remember Mother's oh, Day. Yeah. Ha! Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Hans. OGT Jingles on ogtpod.bandcamp.com. Episodes 1 to 50 for just £2.50. My novel Dockhead is available on Amazon for five ninety nine. Get it! Do, 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 do. That's one of them. So go buy it. <laughs> yeah. Royalties have dried up a bit, but... Do, 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 do. I was trying to think of something modern and ended up at R.E.M. Anyway, <laughs> good enough. <laughs> it always was. Take that, kids. <laughs> Fuck all of you. It's so unpleasant. Get in that fucking furnace. <laughs> God, I might be Hugh Crane. I'm Hugh Crane. <laughs> I'm also Hugh Crane. Remember, the one good thing about the haunting is wow.